Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watch and Walk podcast with Ebenezer. This podcast aims at inspiring you to trust in God and obey His Word every day. Be edified as you listen to this exhortation. Hello, friend. My name is Ebenezer, and I believe you are doing well by God's grace. Last week, I gave you the first part of my interaction with Miriam. Today, I'm going to offer you the second part of our conversation where we talk about the weaknesses of Miriam and the threats that she and the people of Israel faced in their lives. And let me point out again that the role of Miriam is played by Jenny Chilton, who is the minister to children and their families at First Baptist Church, Dalton, Georgia. Please listen to this part of our conversation. What were some of the weaknesses of your people and then even your own um, weaknesses uh, and also help us understand the threats that you faced uh, in the course of your journey uh, in the wilderness? Yeah, there were some real low points. The people, as I said, it was kind of a touch and go back and forth, praising the Lord and then doubting the Lord and doubting this the deliverance that the Lord was bringing. It didn't. It didn't take long for for the people of Israel to to oscillate, to swing from one side to the other. And a perfect example of this was this mountaintop experience with Moses meeting with the Lord. Would you believe that while he was up there, gaining these commandments from the Lord, my people went to my brother Aaron and said, "Hey, we got all this jewelry from the Egyptians. You know what I think is a good idea." how about we make it into a golden calf that we can worship? You know, they had seen this done in Egypt. They had seen all of Egypt's gods and it didn't seem like a big deal when they were there. And so Aaron said, you know, sure, whatever. I mean, God's taken a while up there on the mountain. Why not? Let's have something in the meantime. And so he turned it into to a golden calf. And I mean, that was just a terrible idea. I, I should have done more to stop that happening. Scripture records that you were a prophetess. You, have, uh, you, you talked about encouragement. I was expecting you to do more, but you didn't do that. Oh, apparently, the well, crowd overcame you. There are times where, as a leader, you know, you you have to pick your battles. And I think I, I picked the wrong side on that one because I thought, you know, what's the harm in, in making some little statue? I mean, we know that, I know that it, statue doesn't have any power but if if it helps the people to have a visual representation of of what they think of the as the lord then you know maybe it's fine but clearly mm. it was it was not fine um and i i should have known that but i just went along with it and that was not not the best thing to do um so of course when when moses came down from the mountain <laughs> i mean the lord was furious and and wanted to destroy us, um, but thankfully, Moses did not allow that to happen, and and we did. The, our people did end up having to drink this this water that the ground up gold had been thrown into this this powdery gold, and and it was uh, it was not good. Um, there was a plague on our people um, because of that, and people died because of it. Um, hmm. So that was a failure on definitely on Aaron's part and my part too of letting the people's hearts lead them astray and not not pointing them back to to the Lord and wow and 
And, you know, I think that the longer we were in the wilderness, the easier it was to, to think that because the Lord had called Moses, Aaron, and I to, to lead the people, that we had some kind of power or insight into how that would happen. And a, a low point, maybe the, the lowest point that's recorded in, in the Holy Scriptures of my life was the time when I, I allowed jealousy and envy to overcome me. Moses had married this woman from the nation of Cush. And to be quite honest, I didn't, I didn't really like her. <laughs> and I, I didn't like the fact that she had come into his life and had gained influence and power. Um, and since she wasn't even an Israelite, she wasn't even one of our people. Um, and Moses, you know, I hate to admit it, but I think that there probably was a jealousy in my heart stemming from even when he was a baby because he hadn't lived this life that Aaron and I and the people of Israel had lived. He hadn't dealt with the suffering we had dealt with. Um, he wasn't, he was in the wilderness in, in Midian for 40 years while we were stuck in Egypt, never knowing that he was coming back. And we, Aaron and I had, had walked with the people through all of this and we, had seen their struggles. We had been there through it. And then here comes Moses back in to save the day and everyone loves him. And then he goes off and marries this Cushite woman who she, she knows nothing of our struggles. And so I turned to my brother Aaron. And I said, you know, Moses isn't the only one that God speaks to. Um, God speaks to us too. So why, why does Moses have all this power? We, <laughs> we really, we really, ought to do something about this. We really ought to take lead because Moses is, is kind of getting all the credit and Moses is calling all the shots. And here he is not even fully really an Israelite. I mean, if you think about it, he he's lived a very different life than us. And I don't know that he deserves to be the leader. And that ugliness in my heart, that jealousy, that bitterness, the gossip, <laughs> The Lord exposed it in in a very ugly way, um, in a way that you know I, I thought that I could I could hide those things in my heart from from people and from the nation of Israel, and it turns out that um, the Lord did not see it that way, and so the Lord called me and Moses and Aaron into this tent of meeting where He would speak with with our people, with Moses especially, and came down in the cloud to speak to me and Aaron and, and said, you know, I speak to prophets in dreams, which was me and Aaron. God would speak to us in dreams and visions. Um, he said, but I speak to Moses face to face. And that moment, I mean, it was absolutely humiliating, like being called into the into your parents' room when you're fighting with your siblings and, and you know you've done wrong and they say, look, this is this is just the way it is and you don't need to be jealous. You don't need to want what they have because that's not who you are. And I could I could just feel my heart sinking. I knew that I had I had done wrong. 
And when this cloud lifted and the Lord was then speaking with us, I looked down and my hands were covered in leprous sores. And the ugliness I thought I could hide in my heart was all over my skin. Wow. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was no longer just unclean in my heart. I was unclean physically. Mm. Mm. And, mm. and so I knew that I, I probably deserved that. And I was, I was heartbroken, but I said, you know, this is how, how it is. And this is, this is what happens when you choose to not respect the authority that God has given to a leader and try to take over um, because of jealousy. And, and I expected that that moment would be the end for me. I mean, I was unclean. I couldn't stay in the camp of the Israelites. They, I needed to, to leave. I couldn't be in the presence of God. And so I knew I would have to leave the camp. And my people were, were wondering in the wilderness, they were moving um, frequently. And, and I knew that they would, they would move and they would leave me and I would die in the wilderness. But thankfully, once again, the Lord, the Lord is a deliverer. And I, like I said, I, I saw that so many times throughout my life. And this was another incredible example of that because Moses pleaded with the Lord to take away my uncleanness, to take away the leprosy. Even though I had complained against Moses, he had such grace, such love mm. in his heart that he didn't, he didn't even seem to care that much. He just forgave me and Aaron and he prayed that the Lord would take that away. And the Lord did. I mean, there, there was still a period of seven days where I was unclean. I was outside the camp. Um, but the people of Israel didn't leave me. They didn't move because they respected me as a leader and, and they loved me. And I think that was, that was a moment where God delivered me. God delivered me from my own uncleanness hmm. and turned my heart to him, to God, because without that moment, I think I probably would have continued to live in the spirit of envy and jealousy. Wow. Wow. That's what, that's really um, convicting and instructive uh, to me uh, personally. And uh, I'm, I'm sure those who are listening to us would also learn a lot uh, from this experience. I trust that you were blessed by our conversation. My prayer is that you continue to reflect on it and think of ways that you can apply the lessons you have learned to your life. Next week, God willing, I'll bring to you the last part of our dialogue. Until then, may God bless your reflection on today's discussion. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to Watch and Walk Podcast with Ebenezer. Watch and Walk Podcast comes to you this and every Wednesday. To get notifications of new episodes, please subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Watch and Walk Ministry. Visit us at watchandwalk.org to learn more about this ministry. God bless you.